You are listening to another Always Moto production. The Always Moto Podcast with your host, David Hogan. We talk moto events from around the world. All the injuries, all the training ins and outs, the bikes, parts and gear inspections, the results. We interview your favourite riders. It's the Always Moto Podcast. We occasionally have some coarse language and the odd stuff up along the way. If you don't like it or you don't agree with us, turn it off right now. I'd like to remind you that he is not a doctor. That's right, Moto fans, I'm not a doctor, but I am a physiotherapist, and this is episode 62 of the Always Moto podcast. As always, I'm your host, David Hogan, and this is your best source and your original source for all things injuries in moto. We will be joined during the show by the Always Moto contractor, Ben Grinley. Unfortunately, as always, he's still looking for that paycheck. This is the Always Moto podcast, and we are in the depths of the clinic throwing strapping tape anywhere it will stick. As always on the show, we're going through all things moto, particularly the injuries in our sport, because hashtag injuries are a part of moto. This week's show, we've got the commencement of the outdoors coming this weekend at Parlour or Fox Raceway. Uh, so it's the continuation of Super Motocross. I kind of don't know what to say at this point as to whether it's Super Motocross Round 18 or Pro Motocross Round 1. Uh, it's a little bit confusing, but you get what we're up to. So we'll, we'll go through that as, as in who will be racing and who won't be. And let me tell you, the list of who won't be racing is longer than the list than who will be, unfortunately, and mostly because of injury. But bringing us to the show today, as always, is Slamboard Guy. Don't forget we have that affiliate deal in place with Slamboard Guy and they have offered a 10% discount for Always Moto Podcast listeners. So if you want to get your squats on point in the gym, improve your standing technique on the bike with stronger legs, this simple piece of equipment is for you. Use the code ALWAYSMOTO in lowercase at checkout and you'll be able to save on that simple piece of equipment. I've been using it heaps since my injury, guys and girls. Uh, It's been a fantastic piece for me to improve my leg strength uh, and my hip, following my hip fracture. Things are going really well for me with my squats and lunges, and I've been using it all on that slant board. Uh, Highly recommend that piece of equipment, guys. It's it's, fantastic. It's super easy to use, but it's been very functional in my training. So, yeah, very impressed with that piece of equipment. All right, also bringing the show is endurance recovery boots. If you want to maximize your training, you need to be recovered before each and every session. These recovery boots can help you be your best for your next effort. Use the code ALWAYSMOTO in lowercase at checkout, and you will save with endurance recovery boots. And don't forget Tech 167 3D Printing. Uh, Do you need something really cool for your bike? Because these guys can do it for you. Maybe you just need a funnel that fits directly into that oil filler cap. It screws straight in because it's threaded uh, and it means no mess. Then you need to check out these products. They can almost build you just about anything because they can 3D print it. A special code for you guys that you won't hear anywhere else uh, and it will save with Tech 167. It's always Moto in lowercase at checkout as well. 
As always, I still need that show support direct from you guys. We have our merch available. Uh, T-shirt sales have slowed down, unfortunately. Come on, guys and girls. Let's get some more shirts that's coming in. Uh, you've got to be wearing these things at your races. Uh, support the show that you're listening to right now. And they are $25 plus posting and handling. Show some support for the show and rock that T-shirt at the race. Email info at alwaysmoto.com. Put T-shirt order in the subject line and get in touch about sizes and whatnot. And remember, sizes are a little small build on these ones. So you need to go up a size or two and you'll be happy with that T-shirt size. Payments via PayPal. Now, speaking of PayPal, send us a donation via our Always Moto PayPal account. Drop a message or a question in the show notes, in, in the notes on that donation, and we'll read it out live on the show. To find out all your, uh, to find all of our supporters, follow the links in the show notes below or the link in our bio on our social media pages. All right, let's jump into this show. Let's get rocking. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Scott Meshi, number 411, and you're listening to the Always Moto Podcast. All right, we're rolling into the show, uh, ready to go for outdoors. Welcome, Benny. How are we doing, mate? I'm ready. How are you? I'm good. I am ready. I'm pretty excited for outdoors, to be honest. Um, it's been a little bit of a drag, as always seems to happen in in end of each series. You sort of get to a point where it becomes maybe predictable to some degree and you know what's going to happen and people are out, so it's not as interesting. But obviously, new season or new series, I should say, um, Bring some excitement again, and I'm I'm ready to go. Yeah, it's always you know you're buzzing for Supercross come January and A one and everything, and then you know around 15, 16, 17, it's a bit like uh, you know let's just get on get on to something fresh, and yeah, I've got uh, Fox Raceway this weekend, which would be good. Yeah, apart from the fact that it's Fox Raceway, I don't I don't know if you've ever been there. Um, I've been there plenty of times when I've been over there riding and it's okay, but it's no Glen Helen from a national standpoint and it's definitely not any of the other East Coast rounds in terms of, you know, dirt, viewing for spectators, amenities, access. Yeah, it's just a, it's a different one and you'll hear the usual complaints, I, I think, this weekend from the riders about it being... Maybe not as fantastic as the rest of the tracks, but they got to start somewhere, and they need a California national. So this is it for the time being. Yeah, I can't say I've uh, got any experience at uh, go- going to the track, so I'll just have to take your word for it. But <laughs> um, yeah, I've got a very good memory actually of um, being at Parlor one day. It was back in 2013, and. Um, I was they had I was on the the main track, but then I pulled off and I was sitting watching the vet track, and funnily enough, that was the year that Jason Lawrence was trying to uh, make a little comeback, and he was doing some practice before the nationals started, in and he was on a uh, RMZ four fifty, and he was try, he was on the the you know the vet track just cutting laps, just practicing some jumps I think, and Marvin came over on a two fifty at that stage. Um, and was putting the track together as well. And then Marvin decided there was this section that was a tabletop, a tabletop, a left-hand kink, and then a tabletop and a tabletop. And Marvin decided to double the two tabletops, turn the kink, and then double the two tabletops. And Lawrence then obviously spotted this and tried it and came up way short and then shot off the track and then basically parked it and left. And then Marvin, just for shits and giggles, went back out, did it again, but pulled heel clickers over the jumps as he did it. 
<laughs> Why does that not surprise me? It was fucking awesome. We're sitting there and like me and the wife are there and we've got the camera out and we've got Marvin, a picture of Marvin doing a heel clicker over this jump and it's forever burnt in my memory. And just the way that Jet, uh, I'm sorry, thinking the wrong Lawrence, Jason Lawrence just buddy pisses off straight away after that. It was so hilarious. He just like, he was burnt, you know. Yeah, what's it? Uh, so you said you rode on it. What's it like? It's a, it's a very it's like dry tr- place. It's obviously desert, um, but it's fast. It's super fast. The the jumps and everything are long. That that little hill that they go up and down, it's reasonably steep, but like it's just the whole track is fast. It's insane. Like it's nothing like we got yeah. over here. There's. It's so wide. The space is endless, if, if that makes sense. Like, there's just – they've obviously changed the track a fair bit since since I was there, but it's still got that same vibe and they've got those long straight sections that they get a lot of speed up to and the jumps just – yeah, I kind of just wanted to – I did end up going back to the vet track. It wasn't for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all right. We all have our uh... – category that we fit into yeah yeah mine was mine's the vet track in america that's for sure especially now with my age <laughs> makes out perfectly but anyway so um let's uh it's 11 round series it's down a <clears throat> down around from from usual no longer a 12 round series they're making room for the smx playoffs in september uh so that's a, a bit of a change this year and and thankfully that means we only have one parlor this year for the motocross series, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the super motocross series, but I'm a bit disappointed that they've lost a round of the outdoors because nobody can go 24 and 0 anymore. Yeah, that's right. But I guess you gotta, they gotta make room for these new fancy uh, super motocross races. And that's, you know, we can't, can't cut out a supercross and we can't cut out, you know, we'll just cut out the, cut out the motocross race. Hmm. It does seem to be just that obviously that was more the easy one to do and obviously at the moment with, with when they had the last, what, two years, three years now, they've had Parler in the series twice. That makes sense, doesn't it? So, yeah, anyway, still a tiny bit disappointed, but it is progress for the series that we've got these playoff series. So it's a good thing all around, but, yeah, just a just a little side note. What? Uh, let's go over and have a quick pick. We'll, we'll make some championship picks for the two of us. There's not heaps to talk about this week heading into the round. Obviously, people are coming back and forth, and we'll talk about that in the uh, emergency department. But let's look at the championship picks, and let's make some make ourselves look silly for later in the year when we uh, revisit these, as we did with Supercross. Um, I'll go first. Uh, I'm going to go an all Aussie sweep. I'm going Jet Lawrence for the 450 and Hunter Lawrence for the 250. What about you, Benny? What are you What are you going to pick, mate? And look, it's hard to uh, it's hard to argue, isn't it? Um, like we were just saying before um, before we started recording, you know, you could, you know, Chase was really good last year, and he's just come off that Supercross title, and um, I'm sure it'll, you know, Jet Chase and a few others will be up front, but you know, Chase under pressure. We saw that through the Supercross season. What can happen? Um, you know, you just sort of got to think that it's possible that could happen again. And you don't really see Jet, you know, make too many mistakes, um, even though, you know, we're going up and onto a new bike and new class and everything like that. But, um, yeah, I've got Jet for the title. I just, I can't see, um, 
I can't see that not happening. Yeah, I, I can't either for some reason. But, and if you think like uh, he's a rookie, he won't do it. There's a there's a pretty fair history of rookies doing it in motocross. Not so much in supercross, obviously, for different reasons. Longer series, you know, more pressure, more eyeballs, all that sort of stuff. More chance to make mistakes on varying tracks all the time. But outdoors, obviously, you have more space. Not, you know, not the same pressure. Shortest, shortest sort of um, series. There's been plenty of them that done it. Like, you know, Ryan Dungey springs to mind. He did it. Um, he also did it in the Supercross, which maybe is a bad example. But there are a few that have done it in the, you know, not too distant future, um, past. And I think Jet's a fair candidate for it, eh? Well, that's exactly right. But then, you know, you've also got to look at the MX Nations results. Um, he just got straight on the 450 and beat everyone. Yeah, he was on the so, straight away, you know, wasn't he? Yeah, it's, you know, and he he didn't really have to try that hard um, to get his Supercross title. And I think his mind's been on the 450 for a while now. He's been riding it, on you know, on the off weeks that they weren't racing and, I think, uh, yeah, I just think he'll be better prepared and um, ready to go and probably a bit more fresh compared to what Chase might be. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that's a all those are valid reasons and we obviously agree on these ones, so that's always helpful when we're trying to make points. But uh, if we talk the 250 class and, you know, going Hunter Lawrence there, I think my my reasoning for that is there's something's changed in Hunter this year Yes, he was second last year, and he's the obvious one. Be with the with Jet not being in the title, you know, in the chase this year, um, to take on that that position. But something's changed in Hunter in, in terms of he's just got this, I don't know, a bit more more ferociousness to his riding style. He's going to the front with more purpose, and you know the way he handled that Supercross season where he didn't want other people to win at all. He wasn't settling for seconds and stuff. He was, you know, just going for it. That tells me that he's got a drive that I don't think anyone's going to outdo this year. Um, you know, Joe Shimoda is going to be good, obviously. Justin Cooper as well, but both of those guys have had issues, you know, along the way. And maybe Joe may be still building into it a little bit, a tiny bit. Uh, and I think Justin, I just feel like as much as they've held Justin back for the 250 title, I don't think he's going to pull it off. I just don't know if he's got that you know, what it takes to be that, that position at this point. He might have missed that window for me. Um, I think he should be in the 450s already. But, yeah, I just I can't see Hunter not giving this up. Yeah, well, they've gone all in on uh, on Cooper. I mean, you know, he, he, he did race Supercross, but not uh, only the few that he did. And I think, you know, that's probably – might hurt him, um, not having as many gate drops as he should. And, um, you know, he's he's probably been, you know, on the motocross practicing and testing and everything like that, but I still don't see that um, that helping him. But you take Jet away, um, you've got Joe, Hunter and Cooper. That's your top three from last year. So Joe was second, Hunter was third, and Justin was fourth. I think that'll be the top three, but, yeah, I think Hunter will just uh, – I think he'll prevail over the other two with, you know, like you said, the mindset he had this year, and he just – he's taken it to another level. Yeah, yeah. I can't not agree with all that stuff. So, yeah, look, I think the only part in all this, obviously, similar to the start of Supercross, the first round of motocross, and like we just sort of were saying before about Parler being a different sort of venue – 
to the rest of them. I wouldn't be surprised if someone like, like Justin Cooper does just win this, you know, one-one, um, and and then but then you don't get that sort of result again for the rest of the season. But it, Hunter might be good there too. Like he has been reasonably there in the past. Obviously, last year he got second. I think he got went two-two last year. But yeah, so just don't don't hang everything on round one results is what I'm saying. But I th- I think you'll see this sort of sp- this play out over the eleven rounds that that's where we end up. Hunter Hunter Joe. Justin, I think, will be the order. There might be somebody else in there, but I think that's what we're going to see. Yeah, I can. Uh, yeah, I can agree with that. We're very in agreement tonight. It's it's weird. Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> I, I noted uh, another Aussie on the uh, entry list. I was just pr- browsing it before we hit record here. Brad West is actually on the in, uh, on the uh, entry list for the two hundred and fifty class. So that's an interesting one. He's going to be running. I think it was three three. Five, I think it was three, three, four. Uh, he's going to be rocking on a on a YZ two fifty, Monster and Fly and Asterix is listed as his sponsors. So he might be doing one of those races that you can do as a amateur um, in the lead up to Loretta's, and if, as long as you don't score enough points, um, you can still be an amateur. So that that's a good thing for Brad, I think. It, it'd be good to see another Aussie out there. Yeah, it'll be good. It's always um, you know just good to get on the the big stage and um yeah we'll see how he compares to uh everyone else yeah definitely and one other thing i want to mention just at this point that i we've as i say in a few of these episodes we record these things not always in order and i've been browsing the the entry list since i've done the emergency department and i noticed that jaleek swole is on the entry list i wasn't expecting him to be back from his injury just yet but he is and he's on the entry list so that's a that's a turn up yeah, well, you know, I think Husqvarna will be happy because they've had basically one person on the bike all year being uh, Hampshire, and um, yeah, to get get a few more people. Uh, is Craig racing? I'm not sure. No, I feel Craig's like I saw racing. his name on. He's, he's um, he might be on the well, he might be on the entry list, but I doubt he's racing. Christian Craig, is it? He's yeah, I thought list. it would have been a bit too soon. That's funny. I but, just read the entry list. You you want to know what Christian Craig is entered under? What? It's got Christian Craig, Temecula Hometown, Bike, Husqvarna, FC 450, Sponsors, Monster Energy, Yamaha Star Racing. <laughs> <laughs> that's an awesome one. That's a, that's a, I think we're going to have to tribute that little comment there because I'm going to say something here that will be to um to the, the boys, you know, um, Pulp, uh, Steve Mathers, Wygant, and JT, where they always do the uh, never change AMA. That's a never change AMA situation right there. That's just the last year's sponsors carried over and they just do, have not updated their shit. Yeah, and that's pretty pretty pathetic. That's piss poor, <laughs> to be honest. Like, Rockstar is paying him how many thousands of dollars and they've listed Monster Energy Yamaha. But anyway, moving on, that's quite funny. But yeah, he is on the list. I doubt he's actually racing. That's got to be a season entry right there from uh, from the Husky team, I'd say. Yeah, well, we'll uh, yeah, I guess there'll be a few surprises here and there, whether they do, whether they don't. Mm. Um, yeah, I think Barsh is another one. Um yeah, it'll just be interesting to see who turns up and who doesn't. Yeah, we might have to um, might have to screenshot that one for Christian Craig too, and um, you know, put it up on Twitter and uh, tag the appropriate people with the Never Change AMA thing on it, just for a bit of shits and giggles. But yeah, it will be interesting to see who turns up. We talk about a bunch of these guys who 
we, who I've actually contacted this week and got confirmations from, but there's a whole bunch of them that haven't come back to me and I just think they're just on holidays. You know, they don't do outdoors. So it'll be interesting to see. We'll have ho- so much more information about who's racing the series after this weekend uh, because obviously there'll be people that are disappearing the WSX as well and that's something that I wanted to bring up next on the list here. Um, you know, obviously the teams are starting to fall into place. The interesting thing from the Aussie side of things, I saw Matt Moss is obviously over at... Club MX at the moment starting to test the Club MX Yamaha for World Supercross, which is awesome to see. Yeah, I think that's really good for him, and um, you know he's been riding the been riding the Yamaha as of late. Um, so hopefully it's you know not too much of a switch for him, and come uh, yeah come time to race, I think he'll be he'll be up front. Um, you know, possibly battling for wins or close to it anyway. Yeah, I think he could do, especially if he's actually going to get some prep on this bike and some testing and everything. He's he potentially could be, but I I just thought of this too. I wonder if that's you know how he was signed to MDK and then he switched to Club MX. I wonder if that's because they're going to actually let him ride that Club MX bike on the Friday before the Melbourne for the Aussie round, so he doesn't have to switch bikes and stuff back and forth. That might be an interesting one there to see if that actually plays out that way or if he does have you know, to have to ride an Aussie bike on the Friday night and then the Club MX bike on the Saturday night. We'll have to find that one out when we're there on the ground, mate, when we're there in November. So, yeah, interesting to see how that plays out. Well, I think uh, uh, if I remember right, Justin Brayton was racing his Moto Concepts bike on the Friday night with uh, Reeves plastics on it. So yeah, it was. has... switching plastics. Yep, yep, got that on good authority. Yeah, and so, a, and yeah. a pipe. They switched pipes because... Um, the I think it's HGS was with Yareev, but Motor Concepts, I think, if I'm remembering right, might have been Yoshi. I can't remember now. But, um, yeah, he, he definitely had to switch stuff because uh, uh, Sean Ulokowski was uh, doing all that and telling me about it on uh, the Saturday, saying he had a bit of work to do. Yeah, so, it, uh, yeah, it's been done, you know, so it might, uh, it might work out that way. Mm, interesting to see. And the other news... It's nothing's confirmed on this one, but uh, anyone who's listened to the Craig Dack interview that he did with uh, Steve Mathers there on Pulp would have heard that he was talking about obviously his team for WSX and potentially obviously having the the two usual suspects there in Luke Clout and Aaron Tanti. Um, but he hadn't sort of confirmed any of the rides yet. But there's been talk on Twitter this week about Grant Harland maybe being linked to CDR for a 450 ride, which. I would love to see. I think Grant would be an awesome addition to that team for that World Supercross series, given his results this year. Yeah, well, I did. Uh, I did listen to that, and uh, it was it was pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, I think uh, yeah, Grant deserves it. He's, he's had an awesome Supercross season, apart from a little. Uh, crash he had and popped the shoulder out or whatever but then came straight back the next week and got ninth i think it was so um yeah no definitely definitely deserves that ride Mm, it should be interesting to see if that plays out now talking of um the australian teams and australian riding and racing uh oz pro mx is back in action this week round five at gilman uh which is in south australia for those that don't know where the hell gilman is uh and it's a sand track down there or sandier track it's maybe not uh Maybe not the WA sand track style, but it's pretty sandy and uh, should be an interesting weekend of racing, hopefully. Hopefully everything goes smoothly. Hopefully the weather's good. 
obviously they can water it a bit more being a sand track. It'll accept some more water so we shouldn't see the uh, flooded clay tracks that we have so far in, in the last, what, two rounds, three rounds, whatever it's been. So that should be interesting as well. Yeah, well the yeah the mess uh, yeah the first few messy races we've had um, the last one wasn't too bad but I think it did shower uh, midway through the day and but yeah now with sand uh, the, yeah there shouldn't be shouldn't be any mud and hopefully it's prepped to the riders' uh, liking and we don't get too many complaints come uh, Sunday afternoon. Yeah, now look, Ferris is Dean Ferris is leading the MX One class. Wilson Todd's leading the MX Two. Both of those guys have a little lead um, and probably looking to extend that, you know, moving forward with a – not sure how many rounds we've got in the uh, Oz Pro Series this year, but uh, we'll check that out. But, yeah, they'll be looking to make some more headway on that. But I think both of those guys should be okay for a sand track. Um, but I would think Jed Beaton might be um, pretty good on a sand track as well, given his uh, European experience. I would hope so. Um yeah, he's he hasn't done too bad the first first few rounds, um, and yeah, with a track like this, you would um, yeah you'd hope to see him up front. Now I just checked too. We only have so this is round five for for Oz Pro MX. We've only got three rounds after this, so the series is pretty short in twenty twenty three. But uh, yeah, so these guys will be looking to get as many points as they can to try and keep that lead because they won't have too many more options to get points uh, left here, and we finish up. Uh, mid-August, so there's going to be a fair gap until the Supercross series for these guys to get ready for, so they might be finding some part-time jobs between this series and Supercross, given that gap, but anyway. Yeah, or um, I think a few may have, uh, you know, there might be one or two that get a World Supercross ride, but yeah, in between that, um, I'm not sure Yeah, what, what they'll be doing. Yeah, the big big gap there, but anyway... All right, let's uh, let's switch over to our favourite topic here on the Always Moto podcast. Let's talk Pulp MX Fantasy and the Always Moto Fantasy League. It's going to start up again for motocross. We've got a few new sponsors on board that we hinted about in the uh, last Supercross podcast that we did for, um, for this year with the Fantasy League. We've got a few new people on board, which is awesome. Thanks to the contractor, mate. You pulled your finger. You did pull your finger out. You made you brought brought some things in in board here to help us out and get some more prizes, which is awesome. Uh, anyone who hasn't noticed or hasn't seen the advertisement we've got going on, Full Noise as well, fullnoise.com.au. We've got all those sponsors listed there, and uh, you're obviously having to enter to the league. If you were in the league in Supercross, you are automatically in it for. The motocross series, but if you haven't emailed over to fantasy.alwaysmoto.com, you know whether you're in the Supercross League or not, you're still not eligible for prizes until you do so. So make sure you do. Uh, but we've got some uh, good stuff coming here for uh, 2023 prizes, mate. Yeah, no, I was lucky enough to, uh, with work, have a have a trade night the other night, and I whispered in uh, some of the reps' ears and. <laughs> Um. Yeah, it said, "Hey, give me, uh, give me some prizes for our um, for our league." And yeah, the, a few came through. And um, my Nick from when I had a bike, um, he's also stepped up as well. So, uh, yeah, got a few on board. Yeah, no, it's awesome. So we've obviously kept the same core seven that we had through Supercross. They're all stepping up again, but we've added four new ones. So. 
We've got uh, Coastal Motorcycle Centre is obviously our lead lead sponsor there. They're giving that store credit away again. We've got Goat Brand MX, which is our knee brace socks. That's not a word, but anyway. <laughs> um, Thor MX Australia, and they'll be giving away another pair of goggles. We've got Michelin Australia, and it'll be giving away another front and rear 21 and 18 or 19-inch tube. Uh, we've got Ringmaster Images that are going to give away some uh, Ringmaster gloves. We've got Helltech Australia. Now, Helltech's been on board. They're still just in that development phase of their um, sensor for G-forces that's going to go on your helmets. And as soon as that's available, we'll have one as a prize to give away here shortly. So that will hopefully be towards – we're expecting that one or hoping that one will be for the overall prizes, but we'll, we'll let you know when that one's coming through. We're going to have Bolt everywhere again. They're going to give away a couple of sets of gloves in those weekly prizes. Now, the ones we've added, we've got Rip Clear Australia. Now, if you haven't seen my inspection on their product on fullnoise.com.au, you should check that out. But they have a clear film that puts onto your goggle lens and it stays there. It's not a tear-off. It's not a roll-off system. It goes onto the lens to prevent scratches on your lenses. It's a cheap alternative to buying new lenses. You can pull that on and off and change it easily. They have a universal kit and they're going to give one of those away as a random prize, which is awesome. Now we've added Ryko Australia, which is a filter brand. And we've got Bendix Brakes Australia. So we've got some brake pads there as well. And we've got Zach Zanesco. And I'm not sure if I'm saying Zanesco right, mate. You can probably correct me on this one. Motorcycle repairs there. And we'll have something from them over the season as well. It's uh, Zanesco. Yeah, I thought I was getting that. I was butchering that. <laughs> Zanesco. There we go. Sorry, Zach. No, it's all right. I think uh, I think you'll be fine. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he's listening. Going, geez, he's a dickhead. But anyway. Uh, but yeah, so we got all those sponsors. Yeah. We're going to have some weekly prizes. Ideally, we've got. We I think we worked out the other night when we we're talking about this, Benny. We've got pretty much a prize a week for a random prize, and at least five prizes for overall positions. And we might have some extras here yet. We'll see how it all works out. Uh, but it's going to be a good season for prizes. Yeah, no, it's um, it's really good of all the sponsors to um, you know, step up and give us surprises, and um, yeah, like you said, we're lucky enough to nearly have one and a couple more um for every round. So, uh, yeah, for everyone to trust us and come on board and you know make the uh, make the league and the podcast what it is. Um, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it is, and I've I've had some good feedback from. The sponsors as well. It was interesting talking to the guys from Coastal Motorcycle Center. And this one's a thank you to the to the listeners out there, guys and girls. You guys have obviously gone into the shop there and and said to the to the guys at Coastal about the fact that they're sponsoring this league and that they listen to the Always Moto podcast. And I've got that feedback from those guys. So it's awesome that you're doing that. And if you if you go into those shops or buy those products, let them know that you listen to us, and and that'll help us out and help bringing more of these prizes into the thing and. Just keep the world going around and around. It's it's awesome that you, you you're supporting all those people and listening to us. So yeah, thank you. So let's uh, let's talk about the prize for this week. Uh, I'll let you jump in on this one, Benny. We're going to do twenty first as our random position this week, and that's based on the fact that Parla has twenty one corners from last year's track map. But what's our prize, yep. mate? So, uh, Ryko, well, the Ryko rep said that um, we can. I'm not sure many, not sure how many, 
Um, but there will be a set of filters for um, your bike, uh, depending on what brand. Uh, some bikes at the moment don't have they don't have the filters for them. Um, so if one of those people, whoever wins, doesn't have a bike that suits their um, filters, there will be uh, something else to fill in uh, for that gap. So um, they won't miss out. But yeah, a few uh, few filters will you know save you a few dollars, and um, then you won't have to worry about going and buying more. Yeah. Now we're talking oil filters, aren't we, for Ryko? Uh, yes, oil filters, yep. Yeah, I thought I'd just specify that just so everyone knows what we're talking about. But, yeah, Ryko is an oil filter brand. So, yeah, that'll be awesome. So, anyway, most of these things are going to be uh, four-stroke bikes. So, if you've got a two-stroke out there, that you probably don't have an oil filter in your bike. It's unfortunate for you. But you'll get one of those other prizes if that's the case. Um, and we will – we have the ability to at least sub out some of these ones too. If there's nothing that fits, if these guys don't have something that fits for your need, we can sub out some of these other things as well. So, that – that will work out just nicely for this uh, for this season. So yeah, awesome to have Ryko on board uh, and and giving away some prizes for us. Now I thought of something as we we're talking there, but I can't remember what it was that I was going to bring up. But any- oh, that's right. Now just a reminder: um, post if you're an Australian player, postage is on us. We, we're getting that sent to you. But if you're an international player, we have to get you guys to unfortunately pay for the postage. We do not make anything out of these things that we're doing here on Always Moto with the Fantasy League. It is purely based on the fact that we are getting you participating and providing some you know, exposure to these brands. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, if you are an international player, we don't want to pay for that 20 bucks of postage from Australia to, to US or wherever you are. Um, so that it will be on a cost on you as per the rules of the game. Now... Uh, I think that's all we got because there are no tips, no no uh, picks available as yet on the Pulp MX game. The the uh, the handicap committee has not finished finalising their handicaps, mate. No, they haven't. It's uh, I'm I'm not sure why because uh, I saw Paul Parabinos on Twitter say that the teams were going to be out. Uh, tomorrow and i think that was two three days ago so i'm not uh it must probably two days ago but yeah i'm not sure why i haven't come out yet yeah i don't know they're probably still trying to uh research a one chris Kiefer's uh recent history to give him a uh you know a handicap, <laughs> maybe. i don't know anyway but yeah i'm sure there's plenty of guys on this list the other thing that would be like i was saying to before we hit record i think i counted there's only 15 guys in the 450 class that actually earned an AMA number from 2022 that are entered in 2023's 450 round one. So there's plenty of guys on this list that could potentially score points um, and have three-digit numbers that they would have probably not much history on to create a handicap for. So they're probably taking a bit longer with their handicaps because of that. So anyway, we'll have to put up – we'll be putting up the teams again, our teams, once we see them and, and lock them in. On, on Saturday our times, um, Sunday morning our time, whatever it ends up working out. Uh, with that hashtag, always Moto Fantasy League. So if you want to search that on Instagram, you'll find our teams and that might give you a bit of a help as to who we're thinking might be doing all right or just who not to pick in the case of Benny's recent uh, Supercross scores. But uh, yeah, you'll, we'll, we'll check that out uh, and we'll, we'll get through more of the Always Moto Fantasy League. We'll have obviously more stuff to talk about from next week once we, you know, once I get another win, mate. And um, yeah, we'll have something to talk about then. 
Well, you know, we didn't do a podcast last week and we should probably actually go over. I know you did a post, um, but should we maybe go over our (laughs) last scores and who, uh, who ended up winning? Oh, well, look for the overall for the season. I, I we've we've been in touch with um, Riley uh, Riley Jones Jonesy six eight three. He won our league. Congratulations, mate! He's getting that coastal five hundred dollar voucher. Um, hold on a second. I'm in the wrong thingy. Give me two seconds to come back around. I've just clicked the wrong section, but it was Jonesy uh, in our league. Pretty certain. Series overall. Yeah. Supercross. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Riley Jones. Um, so, four, four, yeah, he got 4,175 points. He killed our league. He was nearly, what's that, nearly 80 points in front. Nice work, mate. Um, we haven't heard from Nobby's Talker, actually, in second yet for his prize. Uh, but Breachy in third, uh, he's got his prize all set up and going ahead with Coastal. We haven't heard from Godfrey98 in fourth. Hayden Wolf we've been in touch with, but I think we've set him up with his prize. I believe so. Lasagna in sixth and Digit975. He's been in touch for his prize as well, which is the Michelin tubes there. Um, so, yeah, those are our top seven that we gave prizes away for, which is pretty good. Now I don't know. Do you want to? I, I I really couldn't. I, I I killed you in the overall, mate. I, I don't know if you want me to bring that up or not. I was in twenty fifth. Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to say yeah, that? Ah, uh, jeez. Oh, hang on. Let me have a look. I'm we, not even sure we, now. Just I'm on the second page. page. I know that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on the second page. Uh, um. Where is it? Oh, no, sixty seventh. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Sixty seventh. Yeah. So ten. Oh, well, what is it? Ten behind Clinton Fowler. So. Uh, I mean, if you beat Fowler, that's all right. But, uh, you know, you really shouldn't beat him. So maybe I'll just go with that. You wanna, yeah, I'm not sure if your math is uh, all good there, but you're, uh, you're nearly 90 behind him. Yeah, that's all right. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, well, that's he was right. 58 in our league. But, yeah, you were 67. So, anyway, it is what it is. So, look, I think... Um, the main thing there, let's point out, those couple of people that haven't been in touch for their prize, better do it soon or we're going to start giving away these prizes to a few other players in the league um, just to make sure that we get all those prizes utilised. We don't want to be holding on to them. Um, so we'll be rewarding some other people if we don't hear from you by the end of next week. So you've been warned. All right, anything else, Benny? Um, no, claim your prize or, uh, yeah, it'll end up in... Uh end up in my hands <laughs> that is option b yeah that, that maybe that's plan that's plan c i think we've got plan b to pick a couple other people from the league if they don't get to it then yeah they'll end up in the contractors like that'll be his payment for the uh, for organizing a couple extra sponsors all right yeah um, the the extra sponsors and uh, i think uh 19 podcasts we're up to now so yeah that'll uh that'll is, <laughs> that'll cross all that out is that how many you've done jeez you've actually been here for uh, you know yeah, I think, uh, yeah, going back to the Wagga review, which was the first one from Supercross in the Oz Supercross last year till now. Um, yeah, it's, there's a few episodes under the belt now. Jeez, we gave you a chance and he's flourished into the role. Yeah, anyway. All right. Um, one other thing I just thought of. We need to make sure that if you want to join the Always Moto Fantasy League group chat on Instagram, you just need to send myself a DM or Benny a DM. So Grino22. 
or always.moto on Instagram and we can get you into that group chat. It's quite entertaining. Uh, there's a lot of stuff being shared in there that you won't get access to um, and you just keep up to date with everything in the industry as well. So, yeah, if you want to join it, send us a DM and we can add you into that group. Um, last thing, Benny, anything else before I go to break? Uh, no, I think that's it. Um, good luck, everyone. And, um, yeah, let's have another good season in fantasy. Yep, sounds good. All right, let's take a break here on the Always Moto podcast and we'll be back with the emergency department. Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm Devin Harriman. I'm number 97, and I've been racing Supercross in the States, and I will be racing some outdoors. Thanks, guys and girls, for listening. We're back on the Always Moto podcast, and you might be watching this on the YouTube channel, so thank you for watching us over there on YouTube. Let's jump into the emergency department, heading into this first round of the Pro Motocross Series at Parlour this Saturday. Uh, It's going to be an interesting one, and we're going to give you a quick rundown from the emergency department list uh, that's hung over from Supercross heading into this opening round. So let's jump into that emergency department right now. The emergency department. All the injuries, all the gory details, and when they'll be back on track. It's the list you really don't want to be on. This list is horrible. It's been that way for quite some time in Supercross now this year, like we went through in our last episode with the injury stats. It's 123 injuries in Supercross which doesn't leave a lot of people, you know, left running around out there at the moment. But we've done our best to try and check in with them. Most of these guys leading into this weekend, uh, we've got most of them with responses back. We haven't got everyone. So some of these details at this point might not be completely accurate. And obviously a few people are on the entry list, but we're not sure if they're actually going to be able to race or not. Um, So we'll go through that right here, right now. Let's start at the top. Obviously, Eli Tomac out with that Achilles injury. No expected fill-in for Eli at Star Racing, uh, and we, we expect him you know, not to be back anytime soon. Uh, we don't expect to see him at least until 2024, but we'll worry about that much, much later as we hear more about the injury, injury recovery process for him. Um, we'll see where that gets to. We've checked in with Derek Kelly on that AEO KTM, the number 41. He had some internal bleeding after getting hit at Salt Lake City, but it's all recovered. He peed blood for a couple of days, unfortunately, which is what tends to happen when you get an internal injury, especially in that lower back region because your kidneys are so right there in your back area. Uh, but he's that's all cleared up. He's all good to go. He's had a couple of days rest, so he's probably not firing on all cylinders at this point, but he will be pretty good there, ready for parlor this weekend. Justin Barsha, big question mark. He's on the entry list. Uh, he has that shoulder injury, that fracture that has to heal naturally. He had the collarbone fracture that got surgery. He had some rib fractures as well. He's back on the mountain bike, but I haven't seen him on the dirt bike. He's entered on the entry list, like I said. Maybe he shows up, maybe he doesn't. We'll know when he rolls out on track or if he doesn't. So wait, watch this space and see what happens. We'll, we'll let you know if we hear anything in the meantime. So keep an eye on our social media channels. John Short is out with a wrist injury. We've been in touch with John. He's had surgery. He's got a nice big external fixator on there uh, that he will get removed here probably in the next week or so. But we're hoping to get John Short on the on the podcast here very, very soon, probably next week. We'll see how that works out. But no John Short for outdoors. Lewis Macias, we've checked in with him. He had an ankle injury at that final round. Uh, sorry, second, second to last round, but he is not doing outdoors anyway, so that's not an issue for him. He's just going to be recovering. He said to us that he will be back for Supercross in 2024. We checked in with Benny Bloss. He had that surgery on his collarbone, same weekend as Justin Barsh's injury there at Nashville. 
but at this stage, he's not racing. He's confirmed with us. He's not racing at Parlour, but he is currently enjoying family life, which is awesome uh, while he recovers. So he doesn't have an exact return date set as yet. Maybe that will be sort of around round five when the series gets back to Redbud because there's a little break in there. Maybe we don't. Maybe we don't see him. We're not really sure at this stage. He might just enjoy family life for the summer. He'd take take the season off. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Cooper Webb, the big news just in earlier this week, he's going to race. Uh, he's recovered from that concussion that he said to everybody he had a six to eight week recovery time frame on. Clearly that wasn't the case, uh, but he has gone through obviously all the checks and he's cleared the ride, which is awesome. So he'll be back on track and supposedly at this stage doing all 11 rounds on that KTM Red Bull team. So good luck to Cooper Webb. Pierce Brown is out with a knee injury and we have Caden Braswell filling in there at the Troy Lee Designs Gas Gas team. So um, Pierce obviously had that uh, hand fracture and then he also had a knee injury that he was carrying through the season. He has that had that cleaned up with a surgery at the same time as getting his hand repaired. So he's out for the foreseeable future. Probably back around that midpoint of the season. We'll wait and see how the recovery goes. Checked in with Bobby Piazza. He had that hand fracture that forced him to miss from the second last round onwards. Uh, but he is not doing motocross this at this stage. He can't afford it. Uh, so the injuries aren't playing a factor in him not being there anyway. Checked in with Joshua Varees. He had a concussion there in those final couple of rounds for the West Coast Series on that AEO KTM. He's number 42. Uh, but he is back in action, ready to go this weekend for Parlour, which is awesome. Checked in with Scotty Wennerstrom. Uh, he is out. He doesn't do outdoors, but he is recovered and all good. And he's doing some training schools this summer. So if anyone's checking out that sort of things in his area, I don't know what his area is, sorry, but I'm not that person to check out. But check out Scotty Wennerstrom's uh, Instagram pages and you'll probably find those details. But he's doing training schools this summer, not outdoor motocross. Obviously, Nate Thrasher is out with that knee slash hip injury and recovery. He will be likely out until 2024, but we'll check back on that one later in the season. Guillaume Sincry, uh, he's not doing motocross in the States. He's going to do some Canadian rounds, but he's all good from his concussion, which is also good news. Christian Craig was obviously out with that elbow and that hip issue. The hip issue looks pretty good from what we've seen on his vlogs. He's still having, obviously, post-surgery recovery from the elbow, uh, and I don't expect to see him until very late in the motocross season, if at all. We'll see how that goes. Styles Robertson. I don't have any update on Styles Robertson at this point in time. He had that tib-fib fracture. I would suspect that he would be a mid-outdoor season starter, but there's been no information, <clears throat> excuse me, no information and no response from Styles at this point to our reach-out. Seth Hamaker, we've checked in with, got a response from Seth, which is awesome. He's been a bit MIA recently, but he is out for this weekend, but he is back on the bike, which is awesome. Much like his pro circuit teammate, Austin Faulkner, also back on the bike this week. I would suspect that they're going to be about a month of training and riding, getting comfortable, which is expected. They've been off for quite some time now getting things tested and set up, and we would probably see them maybe around that red bud round, maybe a week or two after that. We'll see how they go and obviously how their comfort feeling comes back and their speed and all that sort of stuff. Another pro circuit guy, Cameron McAdoo, obviously out. So that leaves with a team with Jet Reynolds, Ryder DeFrancesco, Joe Shimoda, and Carson Mumford for the time being. All right, um, Scott Meshi, we've checked in. He had that tib-fib fracture there towards the third three three quarters of the way through supercross but he's in he's back he's checked in with us he's doing all good he's out in california ready for the race so awesome to see uh lucas Marcelisi is in he's recovered from that concussion and i believe he's riding 450s he was on 250s in the supercross he's riding 450s 
Jesse Flock, we've been chatting with a little bit, but we don't have all the details. It looks like he might have a bit of a back issue from his Daytona crash as well that has taken a bit more time. Uh, so we're waiting to hear more on him, but at this stage he's out. But assuming he's out, um, we'll get more information as we we'll bring that to you as we get it. Michael Mosman is in. He's recovered from that neck and some concussion issues. Uh, so he'll be on that Troy Lee Designs bike as well for the Gas Gas team, which is good news. Let's hope he can have a injury-free season and, and make the most of it this year. Dylan Ferrandes is in. He's back from that concussion as well, which is awesome. He should be ready to go. He might be the surprise at round one. We'll have to wait and see, but he's been uh, training outdoors for just a, you know, a fair few weeks now without any interruptions from Supercross. So be interesting to see how Dylan goes this weekend. Phil Nicoletti, Phil Nicoletti, Phil Nicoletti is out, uh, still recovering from that wrist injury. He looks like he's been back on the bike, but he's not ready. He's still fighting some range of motion issues. If you follow his Instagram stories, he's on there quite often. Uh, he had roast recently with a stocking up his arm with a dumbbell in the stocking, trying to help his wrist extension. There's better ways to do it, Phil. If you want to get in touch, let me know and I can help you out. Preston Kilroy, we've checked in with. He unfortunately had those double wrist fractures in the first East Coast round of Supercross. Missed the whole season for Supercross, but he is back, which he's confirmed that he's racing pile this weekend, which is awesome. Malcolm Stewart, still out, knee injury. Uh, won't probably see him until very late this season, if at all, but he has re-signed that deal with the Rockstar Husqvarna team, which is awesome. Marvin Muskan, uh, pretty much missed all of Supercross for Red Bull KTM, but he's back riding two strokes of all things on the outdoor tracks. But I believe he's out for motocross at the moment. Maybe we see him later on. Maybe he gets a fill-in ride. We'll see what happens to the team riders uh, across, the, across the series and whether we hear anything about Marvin filling in or something along those lines. Garrett Marchbanks is back with Club uh, MX Yamaha. He is back from that wrist injury. He's looking fast from those videos that you've seen on Instagram, uh, which is awesome. So hopefully he has an injury-free run. He's on that 250 as well. Justin Rodbell is back. Uh, he confirmed this a while ago that he was planning to be there and he will be at Parlor at round one. Um, I should check a bit more with that one. Maybe we'll double-check that one as we're going here and maybe we'll pass some more information on, on our social channels about Justin, but we'll double-check that one. Um, Brandon Hartraft is obviously out, has still recovering from multiple, multiple issues, injuries from his inj- crash before the preseason of Supercross. Uh, hope all is going well for Brandon, uh, but yeah, obviously out for motocross at this stage. Jason Anderson is our last one on our list at this point, uh, and he's still out from the neck fracture. He's not on the entry list for Parler. Hopefully he will be soon. Again, I might suspect him around that red bud point as well, but we'll wait and see how it all goes. But that's our quick injury list to check up. We're obviously not comprehensive on this one. Guys and people are all about trying to get ready for outdoors um, or not doing outdoors at all and don't care when I've contacted them. Uh, So we'll wait and see. We'll obviously have more information after this round one. So check back next week on the YouTube channel and the Always Moto podcast to find out more about your favorite rider and if there's an injury and why they weren't on track. We'll get some more information after this weekend, I'm sure. So check it out. The original and the best injury content here on the Always Moto socials um, channels and Instagram channels and YouTube's podcast, everything. We're the best injury information you're going to get anywhere, anytime. So check us out. Like, subscribe. Thanks for watching. All right, and on the Always Moto podcast, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more. Hey, guys and girls. I'm Gage Linville, and you're listening to the Always Moto podcast. All right, guys and girls, let's jump into our weekly product inspection highlight here on the Always Moto podcast. And this week's product is from Pivot Pegs. Now, if you've never heard of Pivot Pegs, you are missing out. 
I found these com- this company, it's an Australian-based company. About 15 years ago, I was chewing out my boots uh, massively like a dog with a chew toy. My The soles of my boots were disappearing in no time at all. And when I say no time at all, I mean within like two or three rides. Uh, it was ridiculous that I was going through boots. I was just getting way too much purchase on the boots, on the pegs. The pegs were smaller, obviously, back then in terms of width. And I was just eating out my boots. And I, you know, in desperation to save some money, I found these pegs when I was searching online, uh, and all of a sudden, no more bootwear. Straight away, no more bootwear. They were the boot soles survived for months and months and months, and I couldn't believe it. So, I've been preaching for these pegs ever since. That, that they have a pivoting action that allows the peg to remain in flat contact with your boot as you move. So basically, as you move forward on the bike or back on the bike, rather than standing on a single edge of the peg the peg stays in flat contact because the whole peg pivots. It's a very simple but effective design uh, and that reduce, reduces the angle to, from that single egg so that you, you know the, the conventional peg doesn't move, it stays there. You just push off that one edge, whereas this pivot peg stays completely flat so you have that whole surface area of about that 70 mil or so width of the peg is always in contact with your boot. It's fantastic. Now, they have what they call the Mark IV peg, and it's extremely wide peg, and it's an aggressive peg in terms of the teeth. It, it, you get plenty of grip on these things, but still no boot wear. The pivoting mechanism is rebuildable as well to keep it fresh and tight, and all the parts required are, with, are, are a remo- removable tool that comes with it. It's all part of their rebuild kit that's available separately. Now, for a current model KDM Husky Gas Gas, they start around that $259 mark, which is reasonable for pegs. Um, but check your local dealer for your current model to get a more accurate price. But I can't recommend these pivot pegs any more highly. They have been an absolute godsend for me in terms of saving my boots. Uh, and they also help me on the bike and just keep in contact with the bike a lot better. I love pivot pegs. Um, feel for, Check them out. Uh, you'll find them online if you search pivot pegs, pegs with a Z. You'll find them online uh, and you can uh, get some for your own bike. They make uh, make them to fit plenty of different models. Uh, so check them out. Pivot pegs. It's Lorenzo Locurcio. You're listening to the Always Moto Podcast. Lorenzo Locurcio aquí. Estamos en el Always Moto Podcast. Escúchalo. All right, guys and girls, when we are back, thanks for checking it out. Thanks for listening to the Always Moto podcast. Now, let's wrap this thing up. I'm very much looking forward to the start of Outdoors this weekend, uh, and I am also going to be heading over to Redbud here this season, which I cannot wait for to bring you some content direct from the pits there at Redbud, but also just to be there. Back in the American uh, race scene will be fantastic for myself, but, yeah, just looking forward to being able to bring you guys some more content, which will be awesome. Now, uh, don't forget to follow us on our uh, social media uh, channels to stay up to date with all things Moto. Just search Always Moto and then follow and subscribe. Please send through some T-shirt orders just to keep this show on the road. Send your orders to info at alwaysmoto.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed and if your podcast app allows, leave us a rating. If you haven't already checked out our YouTube channel, we're breaking up segments of the podcast here and putting it to video. Uh, so please head over to our Always Moto YouTube channel, um, subscribe to the channel, like our videos. It would be much, very much appreciated. Don't forget to check out all of our written articles over on fullnoise.com.au and we'll soon have more content coming your way on alwaysmoto.com. But that's it for another show. Thanks to Slamboard Guy, Endurance Recovery Boots and Tech 167 3D Printing for the show support. 
Thanks to the Fantasy League sponsors. And as we said earlier, they have expanded, so this list is a little longer. Thanks to Coastal Motorcycle Centre, Goat Brand MX, Thor MX Australia, Michelin Australia, Ringmaster Images, Hell Tech Australia, Bolt Everywhere, Rip Clear Australia, Ryko Australia, Bendix Australia, getting all the Australias out there, Zach and Zane's Co. Motorcycle Repairs. Thanks to all you guys for supporting the Fantasy League. Thanks to the Always Moto Contractor. Thanks for you guys and girls out there for listening and supporting the Always Moto Podcast. Remember, you need to be smooth to be fast because if you're not, I'll probably be seeing you deep in the emergency department, maybe even the clinic, having strapping tape thrown wherever it will stick.